Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. If you do, if you out of your merciful heart take a cocoon where the butterfly is trying to break out after converting from a a caterpillar into a butterfly and if you if you want to go and help the butterfly and open the cocoon and make it easy for the butterfly to emerge you're not helping because part of the struggle of getting those wings out pumps the blood into the wings and makes them able to fly by ripping open the cocoon you are not helping the butterfly fly you are preventing the butterfly from flying And we're talking about a series on resilience. God is wanting strong kids. He's wanting you and I to be strong and resilient. Just like we want strong kids. We want strong, capable, confident, resilient kids. But if we keep opening the cocoon for them, they're not going to be that. They'll be the exact opposite. And God doesn't promise that we'll have no dark valleys. He says, yes, you will have valleys, but I'm going to be with you through them. Just keep stretching those wings and see how far you can fly. Because we often don't realize how far we can go. Look at this verse in Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. God does not want us tossed this way and that. He wants us strong. He wants us to be good company that other people like. He wants us to have self-control and a purpose to live for. He wants us to bounce back when trouble hits us. He wants us to be resilient. Daniel 11.32, the second part of the verse says, the people who know their God will display strength and take action. Resilience means that we are strong enough to face difficulties and adversities. Children do not need a perfect, smooth, hassle-free childhood to develop confidence and resilience. In fact, that sort of childhood creates children who can only face ideal conditions. And that's part of the problem we have in our society today. We've got so many helicopter parents and so on who make everything so perfect for their child wanting them to have a happy life, and there is a balance. You want to have a happy childhood, but you also need to make sure that they face difficulties and they realise, I can face difficulties. At Emmaus Christian School, I was there, we had a mum once who requested that her child could get the lead role in the play before we announced auditions. That is what you call a lawnmower parent who smooths everything out in front of their child. Okay, I think the child is going to go that way, so let's make a way for her, get all the weeds out of the way, fill in all the potholes, because I want my child to be able to walk smoothly. Please don't be a lawnmower parent. Let your child experience difficulties and challenges. God is not a lawnmower parent. He doesn't make difficulties avoid you. He says, right, here comes a difficulty. Let's go. Let's, get out. Let's go. walk through these bushes. 
let's go into this pothole and get up again. Let's get a few bruises. Let's get a few little things that need band-aids. Psalm 23 verse 4, again. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. We're trying to get our kids to face fears. It's the best thing to do when you have phobia is to face it. Maybe small, in a small way first and then gradually more and more. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You know, sometimes all we can do is survive when we're going through a dark valley. Well, choose to survive. Choose to keep going. You know, here's some really good, powerful advice. I could do this whole message just by this movement. I hope it goes into your head. It's the movement of putting one foot in front of the other. And sometimes that is all that we can manage. It's just put the one foot in front of the other. And sometimes it's just a millimetre in front. But we still keep going. A better screen for my particular message today is just someone standing like that against the wind. This is the position of resilience. Come on, bring it on. I'm ready. And that's where we want our kids to be by the time they leave home. And hopefully a lot earlier than that. Uh, I I know a guy who uh, went through a period of his life where things were so bad that he even contemplated suicide. And he felt like every spiritual power was trying to get him to jump off that balcony. And he'd find himself curled up, holding on to a railing to just stop himself doing that because he wanted to survive. He could only just manage to put one foot in front of the other. That's fine. That's resilience. That's resilience in its purest form. No, I'm not going to give up. And there was just one thing that kept him alive was a still small voice every morning. Get up, go to work. Get up, go to work. And sometimes that's all we've got. What's the last thing that you have left in your tank? I hope it's those words. Get up, go to work. Get up, go to work. There's been times in our uh, last 30 years with the church and times when I was with the school where that's all we we did, just just get up and go to work. Disregard everything else. Just keep going. Resilience means that we face our dark valleys. We face our challenges and we cope with them. God takes us through them. Because he knows that the best way to get resilient is to have challenges and to cope with them. And we say, God, help me be strong to face my difficulties. And he says, sure, here's some difficulties. We say, but but how can I get through these difficulties? And God says, that's what you're going to find out. And we say, but I can't do it. And God says, That's why I'm giving them to you. So you can do it. We take them on. We just keep moving through them. And God says, I'm here right with you. You see how you can actually make it through this? I know it's hard. I know that other people zooming past. 
doesn't seem fair. But I just want a normal life. Okay, let's go through a normal day. Some good things happen and some bad things happen. Some days you get to get the vanilla cupcake that you wanted. Other days someone else gets the vanilla cupcake and you're left with the weird-looking chocolate one that you didn't really want. Someone says amen. A normal day. Some people are going to like you and be nice to you. Some people are not going to like you and they're not going to be nice to you. Sometimes people who like you are not going to be nice to you. Sometimes people who love you aren't nice to you. And all the husbands said, and other way around, but as a husband I have to do that way. Sometimes you achieve something with barely any effort. And other times you try everything you've got and you fail. Sometimes regardless of all the rules in place, there's a supervisor there or a teacher if you're at school. Everything's there and yet something bad happens. I remember once taking a group of kids out onto an oval, soft grass. Right, we're going to play a game, fruit salad if anyone knows the game. And within a couple of minutes, right at my feet, a girl had run and jumped down into her seat on the grass and broken her wrist. She couldn't be any more supervised. She didn't break any rules. I didn't break any rules. Bad stuff happens. Somebody might get given a break that you don't get. They get to the elevator and you can't get in. Now, you may miss your plane. Or, but other times you get a break... And someone else misses out. You are the last person to f- squeeze into the train in Tokyo. That person has to wait for the next one. You might get praised for doing something well or doing a good deed. People might notice it or you may not. You might drop your ice cream out of the cone onto the ground. You might spill spaghetti sauce on your white shirt. Never done that. Or you might get sick right at the start of your holiday to the beach. You might win, you might not. This is life. Prepare your child for it. Prepare your child for it. Prepare yourself for it. Prepare yourself. God says, well, that's what I give you. I want you to be strong. I don't want you to be happy. I want you to be strong. Happiness is just a short-term emotion. And we get that from time to time. It's awesome. But God wants us to grow. He wants to be like us to be like him, riding above everything. I love mountain biking when you get to that speed where you don't care what the bumps are because you're just cruising across the top of it, no matter how bad it is underneath. It means managing feelings. Feelings are important. I feel bad about what happened because I missed the train. Feelings are a critical part of being human. Feelings alert us to issues, but they are rotten masters. They are a rotten leader of our life. They are not the final arbiter. We decide. We note our feelings on the dashboard of our life. We say, thank you. I note that feeling of anxiety. And then that alerts us, we've got to do something about it. What am I going to do? That feeling of being upset. 
I had one of those very recently. I had someone say something to me and I, I immediately felt upset. In fact, I was shocked at how quickly I descended. I, did, I felt this beautiful, warm doona of self-pity come upon me. And I wrapped myself around it and I really enjoyed it. You know, that, that's a very powerful emotion. It's a very powerful emotion today in our society. No one else understands. Nobody cares about me. I've only tried to do the right thing, but this has happened. I'm unfairly treated. I was spoken to rudely. I'm an innocent victim. I did nothing wrong. It's so right for me to feel sorry for myself and wrap myself in it. When is it my turn? I'm always busy. I never get any time to relax. They do. My kids won't leave me alone. Things work out for everyone else. They get the recognition. They get the power. They get the attention, the money. They get a holiday. They buy a house. When do I? When is it my time? When is it me time? I need to crawl into bed in a fetal position and just lament and enjoy it. I want to check out of this job. I'm going to check out of this relationship because all I get is pain. But God wants his children to be strong and resilient and to cope. When we allow an overwhelming sense of victim to come on, we get a syndrome. We're in a syndrome called martyrdom syndrome where we are the martyr, giving up our life for everybody else who's picking on us. And martyrdom is incredibly addictive and it's incredibly destructive. Any sort of addiction means that we start digging a hole that we are in and we just keep digging and digging and the first thing with Alcoholics Anonymous and those other 12-strip programs is, first of all, you've got to admit you're in a hole. No, I'm not in a hole. Yes, you're in a hole. First thing, admit that. And the second thing is all these feelings. Are they the truth? Look at Ephesians 6, verses 13 and 14. Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. I could preach, we could preach a whole series on the armor of God. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. What's the very first armor that we need in our lives? It's truth. It doesn't matter that it's a belt. That's secondary. The issue is we need truth in our life. We need to make sure we're talking the truth. We make sure that when people speak something to us, we interrogate that and say, is that true? When we speak to ourselves, we need to keep interrogating it and saying, is that true? Is it correct that nobody cares? Is it correct that no one understands? Does God really not understand? Is it fair to say we've been treated unfairly or... Is it true, possibly true, that we deserve to be told that information? Like, did they speak really rudely or was it just the shock of someone daring to question us and our performance? Truth asks those questions right in the heat of it. Is what I'm feeling on the dashboard 
true. That is the very first piece of armour that God recommends we have. We have other pieces as well. Righteousness, for example. There is no guilt. Well, there's no guilt over us as believers. As we follow Christ, we're righteous. He calls us righteous. And other pieces of armour. But resilience right now means that we ask the question, is this feeling true? Is it correct? Am I thinking correctly? Maybe I need to check in with somebody else who I trust. Truth protects us from lies. Here is a great lie in our culture. Everybody should always treat me exactly the way I like to be treated. I had a teacher ask me once in a letter, one of my teachers asked me in a letter if I could only ever say nice things to him. Because I hadn't. And he was upset about it. And when I told Melanie about the letter, she said, that's a great idea, I'm going to write you a letter like that too. (laughs) And I regretted telling her about the letter. (laughs) Here's the truth. No one can treat you like that. Even the people, as I said, who love you are not going to be able to always treat you the way you'd like to be treated. We need the grace to say, I expect in my resilient stance here that I'm going to hear things I don't want to hear about me, to me, at me, and they'll start taking hits. But I'm going to push back into it. I'm going to forgive that person. And I'm going to believe that I can get through this. It's one reason why parents shouldn't worry. Have I been treating my child Perfectly. Are they being happy? Have I made any mistakes? Because we, we can't think like that. Our child has to experience their parent making some mistakes and then, if necessary, apologising. But the child has to learn to cope. It's part of being resilient. Otherwise, children start to think that they live in the enchanted land of entitlement. And some of us do as well. We think, no, I live in the enchanted land of entitlement. This is a magical land where everything happens just the way I'd like. Everyone's always nice to me, speaks happily to me. No one ever points out any fault or flaw or mistake that I've ever made. You're dreaming. We can't expect constant nurturing and praise. We can't expect people we can't we can't expect people just to miss and ignore things that we are doing that are hurting others or not following through. Okay, just before I finish, here is a scenario. It's about a child, but it's really about us as adults as well. It's all about how we think. So a girl comes home and says to mum and dad, is, is she super upset because she didn't get the lead role in the school play? Extremely upset. So you give her a hug, but then you've got to say something. And the question is, what do you say? What would you say in that situation? Because sometimes you're going to come home really upset because you haven't got the promotion. So what are you going to say in here? Are you the parent or the person who says, I'm so sorry? I'm so sorry. A lot of us expect God to do that. I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. 
No, you don't say, I'm sorry, darling, because it's not your fault. You can't have the child blame everybody else. Blame mum for that. Or do you say, oh, darling, let me go buy you an ice cream. Let's get an ice cream together. Yeah, that's really healthy is to cover and numb our pain with some artificial substance. That's a really great habit to train your child to do. That's how addictions start. Oh, I didn't get the promotion. I'm going to eat a tub of ice cream to make myself feel better rather than cope. Or do you say, that's so unfair. Darling, I'm calling the school right now. I'm getting the whole thing changed. Sometimes we want to start fighting when we don't get our own way. No, we don't say that to the child because that just says, you are completely innocent. You're a victim of a system. The world is conspiring against you. Sometimes we can fall into that trap. Instead of dealing with the issue, we just think, oh, this whole, everything is against me. Where are you on all of this? We want that. Or you could say, oh, that girl who won the role, she is such a rotter, isn't she? You start blaming her, start gossiping. You know, we can do that as well. When something doesn't go our way, we find someone we know who's going to love juicy, juicily ripping this one apart, tearing that boss apart, tearing that family member apart. No, we don't do that because the blame game does not help the child take responsibility either. The person who won the promotion is not your enemy. In fact, in God's eyes, he says, why don't you go up to that person tomorrow and congratulate them? We should say to our child, hey, why don't you go up to the girl who won the part and congratulate them? That puts the person in a position of responsibility. It puts the person in a position of maturity, of strength, And he's saying to your child, you know what? God's got something just for you. It might not have been that part. But that's where we need to trust God walking through our shadows. This is the correct answer. Darling, that must be so disappointing after all the work you went through. That's what we say to ourselves. I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed after all that effort. God, I'm disappointed. That's all you need to do as a parent. It's all you need to do as a person. And God comes. He doesn't wrap a a doona of self-pity on you. He just slaps you on the shoulder and says, come on, let's keep going. There's more important things to do than worry about that. Psalm 37, 23 to 24 says this. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives, every detail of your life, saying yes across every detail of your life. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by His hand. Life is full of disappointments, difficulties and adversity. But never fear because God is walking through it all, right next to us, holding our hand. He has the strength we need. He has the answers we need. 
He can make all things work together for our good and nothing can separate us from His love forever. Let's close our eyes right now. If you want to make a strong decision to trust God to walk with you through a dark valley today, if you want to make a strong decision to go to God and give Him your overwhelming feelings of fear or whatever it is today, if you want to make a a strong decision to just get up, go to work, if you just want God to make you stronger, to make you more resilient today, then I invite you just to stand right in your seat, right where you are. Just stand up and ask God for that right now. Make this message something that leads you to stand. Stand to your feet. Take the opportunity to get extra strength from God right now. Close your eyes, open your palms up towards heaven. I'm going to pray for you. There are people standing right across the room, but that doesn't matter. This is between you and God. I'm not taking a note of who's standing and who isn't because I'm standing. I want to be more resilient. I know how quickly I can slip into the feel sorry mode. I want to be stronger. I want to fly right over the top of all the rough bits. Do you? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, pray for your strength, your strength for all these people, whatever they're going through, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that you're with them. You've seen them struggle to get out of that cocoon. And even though you've wanted to open that cocoon for them, you know that it's best for them to keep fighting, to be strong. And you're right with them there inside the cocoon, urging them on, cheering them on. I pray they'd feel the cheering of God. Keep going. Keep going. You're almost through. Keep going, my child. Receive that from God today. He's holding your hand. He's closer than any person can be to you. And He wants you to be one of His strong kids. In Jesus' mighty name take a seat. And if you're someone here today and you've never given your life to Christ, you've never let Him hold your hand, you've never turned over all of your faith from yourself to Him and just dropped it all on Him, then I invite you to say this prayer with us all as we pray together today. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for ignoring you. I'm sorry for ignoring your hand. Please forgive me. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay for all my sin. I put my faith in you. I ask you to come into my heart, to set me free, to walk with me through every dark valley, Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.